Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in getting women as guests on podcasts, and the author of The Emotional Entrepreneur, The Emotional Guidebook to Entrepreneurship. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can act despite fear and live your life of purpose. I am so honored you are here. Pressing play means that you are ready to feel safe in your emotions. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Hello and welcome back to my podcast. I'm Scout, your host, and I'm so excited about this episode, mostly just to connect after last week's episode, which was my first episode with a guest. I interviewed Lauren Guerreri and Whitney Eckes, two of my female founder entrepreneur friends. We got into the most in-depth conversation about feminine and masculine energies. So if you have not listened to that episode, I highly, highly suggest checking it out after this one. But today I'm excited because I'm back on the mic solo. Being on the mic solo is exactly how Scout Podcast was born. It is the bread and butter of Scout Podcast. It is what makes the magic happen. And so today we are talking about something that I have felt as if has come up a lot in the last couple weeks. I did in Ask Me Anything on my Instagram a while ago. And then for OK Sis podcast, actually, uh, this week's episode that was live, we did an entrepreneur Ask Me Anything. And there were a couple questions around this topic as well. And it's something that I've been thinking about as I scale Scouts Agency. So today we're going to be talking about hiring how to know when you're ready to hire, how to hire. We're going to talk about all of the kind of philosophies around hire, like if you should hire fast, hire slow, hire before you're ready, hire when you really need it, etc. We're going to go through kind of the whole gamut of my experience hiring at Scouts Agency. Today, we are a team. I have four full-time employees, so we are a total team of five, which Oh, if you asked me that last year, if I would have a team of four women working for my agency, I don't really know if I would have believed you. I think 
thinking about that kind of responsibility or that kind of growth or that kind of system and organization within your business is crazy when, you know, we're coming up in February, we'll be three years old. So this whole process is very new for me. I am by no means an expert, but I can offer a lot of guidance of what hiring looks like in the beginning. What hiring looks like when you've just started? How do you know when to hire? All of the things. Okay, so first let's get into a brief summary of my experience hiring for Scouts Agency. I hired my first full-time employee only six months after starting Scouts Agency. I started Scouts Agency February 2019. I quit my day job around three months into Scouts Agency and then had a full roster of 10 by August and hired in September, so maybe seven months. That process was a whirlwind, and I look back, and I believe that my naivete and my eagerness and my complete and utter experience with building a team, having an office, running a client-based business, all the things, was um, looking back, I guess, you know, worked out for me. Everything I believe happens for me and is a great lesson, but definitely looking back, I almost shudder with anxiety at how early I hired and how unprepared I was to hire. So I talk about this in my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, that I hired my best friend. One of my best friends, I've known her since kindergarten. I hired her, we had kind of joked about it when I started Scouts Agency that she was gonna be my first hire, et cetera. And when the agency started growing faster than I had ever expected it to, I developed the mindset or jumped on the train of, okay, well, it's doing really well, so let's keep growing and let's add a team member and then we'll up it by 10 clients, et cetera, et cetera. But I hadn't actually had a long enough track record running clients, running the agency, seeing, you know, were clients staying on three months? Were they staying on six months? Were they staying on one year? What really was my formula and timeline for bringing on new clients if I needed to? All of the things. At that point, I was still on month-to-month contracts, and so a client could not resign whenever they wanted, making my making my income and revenue quite quite unpredictable. So anyways, I hired one of my best friends. We had the time of our life, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't financially prepared. The business couldn't necessarily support her. Um, I went through three months after hiring her where I was deep in financial insecurity and scarcity. I couldn't pay myself enough because I was paying her and the new office, etc. So essentially, I created too much overhead for me too quickly without enough proof there was proof that my agency was working financially 100%. I hadn't yet created enough proof that it could support two people. So I don't regret, obviously, bringing on my best friend and having that whole experience because it led me to here. But it is definitely a learning experience and contrasting it with the way that I hire now is definitely something to consider and think about. So Today, I have four full-time incredible women. I have hired each of them in different ways. Uh, One, my assistant, Danielle, she was an intern for me back in the day. And so I called her up when I was really looking and I felt as if the business was ready on a financial standpoint and on my workload standpoint to support me having an assistant and brand manager for my book launch. So I had known her as an intern prior and kind of hired her based off of her work performance because I knew how incredible incredible of an employee person and talent that she was when she was an intern for me. 
I found Lexi, my account manager, one of my account managers who's been with me like for a year now through OKSA's podcast. We connected because she was in San Diego. We got wine when she was here and it kind of just flourished. I needed her part-time for just about 10 hours a week. Uh, 10 to 20 hours a week in the beginning just to kind of assist the operations of the business and client. And since being hourly part-time, she has since grown into a full-time account manager. So there was definitely kind of a growth trajectory for her there. Heather, my director of clients, I met her at a networking event where I said I was um, on the panel. I was a speaker on the panel and I mentioned that I was hiring and she approached me and we did a three-month trial since she's more of a senior director position, we did a three-month trial, and I signed her on as a full-time employee as fast as I fucking could because that trial went so well. And then we have our second account manager, Kelsey, who applied, I think, via LinkedIn one time when I put out a job application. I was so impressed with her um, her email when she initially applied. Uh, she was applying for a job that was different, and I kept her email on hand just because her email really stuck to me. She put herself in. She talked about the women empowerment piece, et cetera. And so when I needed a second account manager, I re-reached out and emailed her and hired her. So the way I've hired hasn't, up until now, technically been the most you know, traditional of ways. I think I put out like one ad. I found Kelsey from a job listing. But other than that, the ways that I have hired have, these women have really come into my life and they have worked with me, built out, grown bigger, et cetera, growth in the company, all the things. But now the agency is at a point where I know that my next hire is going to need to be a lot more thought out, a lot more processed, uh, go through a very, you know, step-by-step process, all the things. So it's come a long way from hiring someone and having no proof. I'll talk a little bit about when to know, how to know when to hire, which I feel like with each of the women that I have on the on my roster and on um on payroll, I suppose today on the team today, um, it was a little bit more methodical and thought out. But there's always an element of risk, so we're gonna get into all of that. Okay, so we've all heard a couple philosophies, narratives, beliefs around hiring. We've heard the hire before you're ready camp. We've heard the hire slow, fire fast camp. Or we've heard wait until the team can't handle anything more and then hire, which I feel like is a more uh, hiring when you are overly ready or the train is kind of sailed and you need someone now. So I kind of like doing a mixture of both. I think earlier in Scouts Agency when I was hiring this year, you know, I started the year with one full-time employee and one part-time employee and now we're full, full full-time. When I was hiring, there was definitely, definitely a plan and goals and financial projections that I could make. And there was definitely an element of risk. I remember hiring Heather, my senior director of clients, and she was definitely a... I don't know if stressful is the right word of a hire, but I had to really implement trust when I hired a senior person because up until then I had never hired kind of, I've never created an organization where people reported to some people and other people reported to other people. And so hiring that senior director was definitely a leap of faith. And I believe that I hired her before I was ready for sure. 
I anticipated that with book launch, with my book coming out, The Emotional Entrepreneur, that I would need a more senior place in position at the agency to carry out the day-to-day so that I could grow my personal brand, my book, and work on business development and sales to eventually really scale the agency. So her I hired before I was ready. I think that in the client-based, service-based industry specifically, You need the clients there, but you also need the person to be there when the clients come. So there is a little bit of that hire before you're ready mentality. I think that if you wait too long and you are totally bogged down, overwhelmed, et cetera, et cetera, you will hire out of desperation and then you won't find the right fit. You won't be able to properly train them and you're going to stress and overwhelm yourself and burn yourself out. However, hiring before you're ready is a financial leap of trust. It just is. I hired uh, an account manager before we had the clients and I had to ride a two-month wave where we didn't necessarily have the right revenue that I wanted to be at to support this full team. But I knew that putting in place the account manager so that when the clients came, we would be ready, locked and loaded to go in a way where we're not overwhelmed or scrambling last minute, et cetera, really paid off. Were those two months a little bit uncomfortable for me? Yeah. Hiring people can be uncomfortable, but hiring before you're ready with with a little bit of financial planning moving forward is always great. So I think I've hired before I was ready pretty much for each person I've ever brought on. But I also think that my next hire, since I've gotten the agency to a place where we know we can handle X amount of clients, we have our systems down, we have the team workflow down, that the next hire I get to be a little bit more planned in advance in the sense that I am now currently booking out clients in January. So I'm going to know my 2022 revenue pretty, pretty soon probably, and that's going to give me a really great understanding of when is a good time to hire and expand and grow more clients, et cetera. So... After talking this out, you know, I really thought that I would be in between two camps, but I think it's higher before you're ready. I really, really do. And I think that creates a level of trust or demands a level of trust. It demands a level of emotional expansion and financial expansion. It requires you as the entrepreneur to show up. Maybe maybe you take a pay cut in the beginning or maybe you cut down expenses to really stack the team and afford yourself a foundation that's really working. So obviously hiring advice is different for every single industry, etc. You could get an investor and you need to build a team of 10 or you're a service-based business and you do all the work yourself and then when the work gets too overwhelming, you start with an assistant, you add in pitching support, you add in admin support, part-time, et cetera, et cetera. So for every industry, it looks different, but I really believe that that first hire can be your scariest move because especially someone like, I don't know, I equate it as I'm not a mom yet. I'm not a mom. And so I have never necessarily had intense responsibility over another person's life. And I feel as if every time I hire, I am or I am assuming a position of responsibility over that person's livelihood, career, financial, salary, etc. And it's not a responsibility I take lightly. And so in the beginning when I was hiring, I literally, I've said this in my book, and I think I've said it on here a million times, I would want to throw up. Like for 24 hours, I would want to throw up before I would hire because it was so scary to me to 
expand myself financially and be even more responsible for more overhead, needing to bring in more revenue month after month to make those salaries. But if you don't take that leap, your business doesn't have the foundation, the growth, the stability, the infrastructure, the systems to grow and scale exponentially. You have to take that first step. You have to, one, well, one, you can't do this all on your own. There's, You'll get to a point and you'll know. You'll know in your gut. You'll know because you're tired and you're overwhelmed and you're stressed and you don't know how you're getting to everything that it's time to hire. So many times we think about our workload and we think, wow, I can do it all. What would somebody else do? But when you bring in part-time support, full-time support, whatever it is at the beginning of your business, it will free up your schedule to work on things that will expand the business, not just for yourself, but for the person you just brought on. It'll bring in more growth opportunity for their career, more perks. I mean, we're going to Joshua Tree in February. Me and the whole team, we're doing like a little beautiful weekend retreat in this gorgeous Airbnb for the celebration of Scouts Agency's third birthday. And getting to do things like that is because I hired a team to support the organization so that I could continue scaling and growing it so that we can do fun things, so that there's growth opportunity for all the women who work for me, so that we feel as if we all have a say in what our days look like, etc. I joined the live stream last week, Create and Cultivate Had a Small Business Summit in New York City, and I joined the live stream. And the first panel was um, of women who own seven-figure businesses. And one of my main goals for 2022 is for Scouts Agency to become a seven-figure business. So I woke up early on Saturday. I joined the live stream. I took all the notes. And Michelle Cardiero-Grant, CEO of Lively, a beautiful lingerie company, said something that hit the fucking nail on the head for me. She said that her team like or her employees, her staff, whatever you want to call it, is a family and a sports team. And that made so much sense for me. We have to love one another like a family. We spend our days together talking on Slack and Zoom. Our goals are all in one another's interest as a team. But we have to make sure that strategically we're playing the game right, that we don't have too many people doing the same job or that really just one person does their job, right? In the same way that a sports team and a game has strategy, An office has to have that. A company has to have that. A business has to have that. So when you're thinking of hiring, I think it's such a good, it's such a good question asking yourself, can you see them as part of this family and where are they going to provide strategic value on this sports team? Thinking about it in that way, I feel as if it brings both aspects of employee culture, hiring, et cetera, in the sense that you want someone that you love to be around, that you love connecting. You want to support, they want to support you, et cetera. And you want the strategy of their role to really be there to bring the entire team closer, to move the team towards the goal, to grow the success of the team. So when I hire, you know, I'm a college dropout. I don't necessarily even have experience in a PR agency. I've never worked in the PR agency in my entire life. And So when I hire, I'm not even necessarily looking at experience, criteria, accolades. I don't 
care where you graduated college. I don't even give a shit if you did graduate college. I want to really talk to you. I want to see examples of something that you've seen through to fruition. I want to hear the passion in your voice. I want to hear your career goals. How do you work? What do you want out of a work culture? What do you want out of a work environment? What do you want out of your career? All of the things. So when I hire, I really do take a gut instinct approach over this calculated, okay, she graduated from here with this GPA. She's got this amount of experience, et cetera. Experience means a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I look at different types of experience. It's not always the two years here or three years here, et cetera. Those things are definitely factors, but at the end of the day, is this someone who's ready to roll their sleeves up, get their hands dirty, who is excited about our mission here at Scouts Agency, who wants to be here and who has a future vision for their life? If they don't have that, I don't care what experience they have, it's not a culture fit for me. So really think about before you're hiring, what kind of person do you want to work with? What kind of person would you want to work for, et cetera? We just had a uh, in-person team meeting like a week and a half ago, and we all wrote down what our Enneagrams were. And that was a really great way for us to understand our Enneagrams and our love languages. That was a really great way to understand how we each work the best way to communicate with one another, what the, one another's love languages, et cetera. And that was able to bring us closer together as a team because we could really understand how each one of us functions. So when I hire my next hire, I'm 100% asking them what their Enneagram is uh, before even interviewing them because I just feel like it's such a beautiful insight into how they work, what's important to them, what their values are and what they need and how they need to be supported as a team member of Scouts Agency. So... All in all, let's do a little quick recap, a little bit of some takeaways here. If you are a solopreneur, your first hire might not be too early. It might be when you really need it because it might be a stretch emotionally, responsibility, financially to bring on your first hire. That's a big step. But as you grow, as you expand, as the business starts running itself and working on a little bit more of an automatic basis, everyone kind of has their positions and it's moving smoothly, hire a little bit before you're ready. That gives everybody the time to integrate, to get grounded, to be trained, to feel like a member of the community before you ask them to expand and grow into their role. When you're hiring, get really, really clear on what you're looking for. What is the culture fit? What type of person do you want to work with? What types of strengths are you looking for? Is it a position where you need loads of experience or is it a position where you need someone with an entrepreneurial mindset? Getting really, really clear on the type of people you want to hire, the type of people you want working for you, the type of work culture you want is really, really important before hiring. Treating your team like a family on a sports team is the best way to make sure the empathy, the connection, the personal connection with everyone is really there while making sure the strategy and the organization works really beautifully. The one thing I want to say before we wrap this episode up is that hiring is emotional. Surprise, surprise. Hiring was one of the craziest first step, second step, third step, fourth step, fifth step I've ever taken in my business. The first three to four hires were, whew, I thought about them over and over again. I was scared. I was anxious, nervous. I was afraid that it wasn't going to work and someone was going to come onto my team and then I wasn't going to be able to support them. Those fears will come up no matter what type of growth step you are about to take. But when you hire, and I can do a whole episode on 
I suppose, the systems and structures and, and how it looks, how you can expand your team because you've hired and how to allow your employees to do their thing without micromanaging and controlling, which is a daily lesson for me. But when you hire, your business expands. When you hire, you grow. When you hire, they grow. When you bring on a team, your business has this foundational support. You create infrastructure, work culture, systems. It has a life that's no longer just about you. It takes on its own ecosystem. And then your job as the entrepreneur and the owner isn't isn't so self-centered. It's no longer a selfish interest as to why you run your business and how you need to hit revenues to bring in money for yourself. Suddenly, you are responsible for a small village, for a small community, maybe one day a big community. And in that responsibility lies incredible expansion, incredible wealth, incredible abundance, incredible growth for you, your team, the people your business serves, and an all-around amazing work culture. So internally talk with yourself. What would it take to hire somebody? Am I ready? What type of person do I want to hire? And trust and know that it's going to feel uncomfortable. But every step we take in business, every next step we take in our business is here to serve the bottom line of us growing our dreams. I hope this episode has landed with you in the perfect timing that you need it. I hope that it gives you the courage to chase after your dreams and purpose. If you are so willing, I would be honored if you would text this episode to a friend, if you would rate the podcast five stars and write a review, and follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. Over there, you can find links to sign up for my newsletter, which is also in the show notes, and get involved in all of my offerings from Scouts Agency to OKSYS Podcast to this podcast. If you're looking for a deeper dive of my work, you can find my debut book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, on Amazon. I am so appreciative you are here, and I will see you on the next episode.